first and foremost, regardless of the fact that all of these people that I'm about to show you are, were wrong for two years, engaged in total speculation without facts, uh, basically took their Trump derangement syndrome, which there's plenty of accurate things to go after Trump on. There's plenty of things to go after Trump on. I just tweeted earlier, he is now trying to make it illegal and trying to hide the fact, hide the numbers when we kill innocent people around the world through drones, because he has doubled down. If you thought Obama's drone war was bad, look how many people, look how many drones Trump and bombs Trump is dropping around the world. It's way worse than Obama. But of course, that doesn't get any coverage. Uh, you know, water contamination doesn't get much coverage. Trump's environmental uh, rollbacks gets some stories here and there, not the attention it deserves. So there's plenty to go after Trump on. Of course, his treachery at the border, his treachery with the budget. I mean, there's so much valid stuff to go after Trump on. But for two and a half years, uh, it's been there's this Cold War sinister plot where Trump or Trump and his campaign worked with Russia to help him. Uh, whatever the original thing was, you know, they worked together to hack the DNC's emails, hack Podesta's emails, distribute them through WikiLeaks. I told you it was ridiculous two and a half years ago when I was at the Young Turks. I said, and you know what, I'm not going to lie, I did tell you so, and it feels good to say it. But I said, I think there's clear evidence that Trump, through his business, uh, was money laundering uh, for years with, through Russian oligarchs. And probably Russian banks. But that's a financial crime. That's not treason. That's not, uh, you know, the Russian government or, or, cut out, cut, or cutouts or intermediaries working for the Russian government worked with Trump and his campaign to get these emails, to leak them uh, right before the election. Or, you know, Trump's campaign worked with Russian or companies to, to disseminate trolls and propaganda. There was never any evidence of this. There wasn't even, there really even wasn't circumstantial evidence of this. It was just ratings. It was a ratings ploy. It was a clicks ploy. And there was never any evidence of this. And I don't like Donald Trump. I would love to defeat Donald Trump in the next election. But I never thought you were going to defeat him through a conspiracy theory. And as much as I don't like Donald Trump, I don't like falsehoods more. I don't like sensationalism more. I don't like uh, lying to the audience more. I don't like feeding my audience something that I know isn't true, that I know is, is more of a Cold War plot movie than legitimate news. And because I said that, because Aaron Maté said that, because Jimmy Dore said that, because Michael Tracy said that, because Matt Taibbi said that, because Lee Camp said that, because Kyle Kalinske said that, because Jamal Thomas said that, because Abby Martin said that. I mean, am I forgetting anyone? We were called Trump supporters. We were told to, you know, are you auditioning for shows on Fox News? There was a McCarthyism that, that steeped into the culture on Twitter and even in media. Oh, these, these people who, their conspiracy theories that Trump didn't collude with Russia. Derangement came out. And there's a lot of different elements to this derangement and the damage that has been done and the stories that have not been covered so that we could cover, you know, Trump's 
evil movie plot where Trump and his campaign might have worked with Russian government to hack emails and distribute them. There's never any evidence of this. Do I think it's the same thing? Do I think it's as damaging as the media's uh, disastrous lack of reporting, disastrous lack of investigation, disastrous lack of skepticism, of cynicism, of, of, of basic uh, tenets of what a journalist should be leading up to the Iraq war? No, I do not. Because, you know, we can't compare journalists simply, you know, hyping up a, a false story and a, a mass speculation to, to journalists abdicating their duty, which led to the slaughter of hundreds of thousands of Iraqis and brown people around the world, as well as, you know, nearly 4,000 American soldiers, not to mention all the all the veterans who have come home and killed themselves from PTSD for a war that should have never been. I can't compare those two things. But the journalistic malpractice leading up to both, there's a lot of similarities. So with all that said, I believe the full Mueller report needs to be released. 110%. Because just because Aaron Maté and Jimmy Dore and myself and Michael Tracy and all the other people I've listed, and apologies if I'm forgetting anybody, and Jen dies, by the way, uh, Jen dies with status quo. Of course it should be uh, released because just because there's no evidence and now Robert Mueller has said we, we, can't, we can't find any criminal uh, conspiracy with the Trump campaign or officials of his campaign and the Russian government, that, does, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean there wasn't untoward or unethical things that were done by the Trump campaign or Trump himself related to Russia. The two aren't mutually exclusive. So there could be not criminal things, but unethical things, uh, things beneath what a candidate should be doing or what a campaign should be doing, uh, and those things should be revealed. Would any of those things shock me? No. But is that, if there were untoward um, things the Trump campaign did, is that the same thing as, you know, conspiring with a foreign government to hack somebody's emails or hack the DNC's emails to distribute them? Is that the same thing as working with a foreign government or, or intermediaries to, like, push out tr false information, like, Facebook pages, which was absurd to me. Oh, you know, the Russians swung the election because they created fake Facebook pages. No, it's not the same thing. But there should be transparency. So we should know, how did Robert Mueller come to these conclusions? How, do we, how did he come to the conclusions not to charge Trump? How did he come to the conclusions not to charge anyone in Trump's campaign? I'd like to know. I don't, I don't think that's controversial. I think we all should know. Uh, whether the whole, whether the America, the wider American public, who is living paycheck to paycheck, <laughs> and struggling to put food on the table, and are deciding between medicine for their kids or groceries for their kids, will take the time to read what's probably a very long report. I probably not. But so I think the full report should be released. Secondly, uh, I think it's preposterous, absolutely preposterous that Robert Mueller's findings did not find or did not, uh, whether he charges or not, or at least did not produce evidence of obstruction of justice. Listen, I don't have Trump derangement syndrome, but facts are facts. He clearly, Donald Trump clearly obstructed justice during this investigation. That's not criminal collusion. 
He went on national television announcing he fired the FBI director, James Comey, because he was investigating Trump's campaign's dealings with Russia. He literally announced that he fired the FBI director because he was investigating Trump. That's, that's like blinking red lights, obstruction of justice. So, I mean, I, I, I don't, it, it's mind boggling, honestly. And, you know, if you read uh, Bill Barr's synopsis of the Mueller report, the Mueller report, um, Mueller basically kind of like punted on that. He didn't particularly say, I didn't find evidence of obstruction of justice. Uh, but he kind of said, kind of basically said, uh, I'm, we're leaving that to the Department of Justice. So, of course, you know, and Bob Barr in a day and a half, uh, presumably Bob Barr like was being updated in real time as Mueller's findings were coming out. Bob Barr basically said, I didn't find evidence of obstruction of justice. And his reasoning to me is ridiculous. He basically is saying that, well, how could there be obstruction of justice if Robert Mueller didn't find criminal collusion? What would Trump be trying to obstruct justice for if there's no actual crime? So there's no crime of collusion between Trump and Trump's campaign officials with Russia. So what exactly would he be trying to obstruct? You know, maybe I'm not a lawyer, maybe to the letter of the law, it would be hard to prove criminal obstruction of justice. Maybe that's why Mueller didn't charge it. But, I mean, uh, I think I think there's plenty of lawyers who could have take, taken that case. And, you know, frankly, Bob Barr, before he was approved as the attorney general, he was outspokenly said, you know, was kind of pouring cold water on the Russia investigation as well as obstruction of justice. So, you know, listen, collusion and obstruction of justice are two different things. I always said there was no evidence of collusion. And if the Democratic Party and these and the, all these journalists and commentators who were pushing this kooky conspiracy theory, they could have spent their energy and time looking into Donald Trump's business dealings with Russian oligarchs before he even ran for president. Gee whiz, why does he always talk so kindly about Vladimir Putin? Why does he bow down to Vladimir Putin? Maybe because he's, his business dealings, his business, which he's still making money from, that's way more of a scandal than, than some sinister plot of Russian collusion. Donald Trump, as president, is making money off of the Trump organization. The, the emoluments clause has been violated seven ways to Sunday. He's still making money. There's no safeguards in that he's not profiting off of his business. It, it's the, the head of the ethics office in D.C. resigned over this. But actual scandalous things that the president of the United States is literally making money as president from his private real estate company, which common sense would dictate, gee, maybe some of the policies, maybe some of the decisions I'm making as president, I'm making with my business and profit in mind. Like, say, not changing policy on Saudi Arabia after the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman, ordered the execution of Jamal Khashoggi? No, that has nothing to do with Trump making money off of business dealings with Saudi Arabia to this day. 
I mean, come on. I, I don't understand. You want to know why? They don't go after that. They never went after these things thoroughly and in-depth because that wasn't as sexy as a reenactment of the Cold War. Rachel Maddow's ratings weren't going to go up double. She wasn't going to become the biggest cable news star. Just talking about Trump's dealings with Saudi Arabia or Israel or fill in the, the United Arab Emirates. No, 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 no. The cable news audience and the New York Times reader is an older audience. And what does an older audience have? And I'm not, I'm not criticizing older people because the status quo has an old, uh, plenty of uh, older folks in our audience. We love you equally. But the cable news audience at the New York Times reader is older and they still have that kind of Cold War sentiment, that Cold War fear. You know, socialism equals communism. Oh, the evil Russian boogeyman. And if you watch Oliver Stone's brilliant documentary series, The Untold History of the United States, you'll find out that a lot of the Cold War was the same fear-mongering that's gone on for the last two and a half years. So I want to play you a clip. Uh, I want to play you a clip from Jerry Nadler, who is the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. And this was his response to Robert Mueller's findings. Earlier today, I received a four-page letter from Attorney General Barr outlining his summary of Special Counsel Robert Mueller's report while making a few questionable legal arguments of his own. I take from this letter three points. First, President Trump is wrong. This report does not amount to a so-called total exoneration. Special Counsel Mueller was clear that his report, quote, does not exonerate, close quote, the president. The special counsel spent 22 months uncovering evidence of obstruction and other misconduct. Attorney General Barr, who auditioned for his role with an open memorandum suggesting that the obstruction investigation was unconscionable and that a president, and that it was almost impossible for any president to commit obstruction of justice since he is the head of the executive branch, made a decision about that evidence in under 48 hours. His conclusions raise more questions than the answer, given the fact that Mueller uncovered evidence that, in his own words, does not exonerate the president. It is unconscionable that President Trump would try to spin the special counsel's findings as if his conduct was remotely acceptable. <coughs> Second, Given these questions, it is imperative that the Attorney General release the full report and the underlying evidence. The entire unfiltered report, as well as the evidence underlying that report, must be made available to Congress and to the American people. This is the head of the Judiciary Committee basically saying, well, I don't, I don't know if I believe Robert Mueller. Who, oh, by the way, Robert Mueller... They put, they propped the Democratic Party, Rachel Maddow, all these people propped up this man like he was Jesus's second coming. A man who helped George Bush lie us into a war. Google, YouTube it. Robert Mueller stood up there talking about weapons of mass destruction. And by the way, Robert Mueller rounded up a hell of a lot of Muslim people after 9-11 and profiled them. So Robert Mueller, not, 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 a, not a glowing uh, patriot as the Democrats and the resistance have made him out to be, but that didn't stop him. But now that his report doesn't give Jerry Nadler what he wants, uh, 
this report doesn't doesn't um, exonerate the president. We need to know what's in it, which I agree. I want the report out. But it's very, very troubling when the head of the Judiciary Committee, you know, we're built on a system in America where you could disagree. You could disagree with a verdict. But when you start challenging the facts, does he think Robert Mueller, does he think William Barr in his synopsis is, is lying about what Robert Mueller found? Is that what he's saying? Do you, do you think Robert Mueller and his team of 20 lawyers is just sitting by if, if the attorney general was lying about what he found? Of course not. Here's uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee with uh, another round uh, of denialism. Robert Mueller, when he writes that there was no collusion, I mean, do you accept that conclusion? Uh, I think what I accept is that uh, uh, Robert Mueller did a very thorough job, uh, and he has made the uh, assessment uh, that there was no collusion. Again, that is not uh, a legal term, it's conspiracy, uh, but his decision was based on uh, a whole number of factors and investigations, and what I am saying is we in uh, the Judiciary Committee want to review those documents. Oh, God. Can't even answer. And again, again, I'm not defending Donald Trump. I think he's awful. I'd love to beat him. That's why I personally support Bernie Sanders. As I always say, it's not going to affect my reporting. If I find out tomorrow Bernie Sanders is, in, is running a money laundering scheme, I'll be the first one to break the news if the facts support it. So I, I, I'm not chilling for anyone. I believe what I believe personally. I'm open with the audience about that because I believe, hey, everyone's biased. All journalists are biased. Complete nonsense. When you keep hearing, oh, you're supposed to be a neutral journalist and not have an opinion. Please. It's not about what your opinion is. Do you have your facts correct? Are your facts correct? Because if your opinion is making you fudge facts, that's the fastest way to get banned from this industry. And most of the time, these neutral journalists on CNN, their facts are complete nonsense because they're just regurgitating as stenographers what the government tells them. But anyway, I digress. So Sheila Jackson Lee, again, I agree. Let's see the report because there could be things in that report that prove unethical behavior by Trump and his campaign, prove untoward things. There's, there's a whole range of possibilities. But to, to not even answer, do I accept Mueller's verdict that he didn't criminally conspire or collude, whatever? I mean, come on. This is, this is ridiculous. And I would say this if the shoe were on the other foot and it was... President Hillary Clinton, if the Republicans were acting this way. You know, we can't live in this post-truth, you know, post-truth universe. I hate to do this, and I don't do this often. I don't cover, I, I don't play Young Turks clips. Uh, to tell you the truth, since I've left the Young Turks, I, I might have seen five or six of their videos. I, I don't generally watch it. Not out of bitterness, I just don't enjoy it because <laughs> uh, they cover a lot of things that you could find on mainstream media. But I got to keep it real. Uh, in addition to Rachel Maddow, uh, in addition to CNN, uh, The Washington Post, New York Times, I mean, even when I was there, uh, the Young Turks was really, really, really covering this Russia story quite a bit. And I remember, I mean, I, I was on a panel with uh, Jank and Nomiki and um, Michael Tracy, where 
Jank was openly uh, talking about, he, he said, Russia swung the election. And I, and I pushed back on that, saying, what do you mean he swung the election? And I remember Jank openly speculating about, you know, Trump's campaign colluding with Russia. And what I thought at the time uh, was a real lack of skepticism and, you know, research and investigating, just kind of like latching on to this Trump derangement stuff. And I'm not criticizing him or, or the Young Turks for any other reason than, you know, independent media plays a key, key role because we're the ones that are supposed to expose the corporate media's lies. We're the ones that are supposed to expose the corporate media's sensationalism. We're the ones that are supposed to uh, expose the corporate media's propaganda and, and and sheer, you know, drive for ratings. So when independent outlets start kind of drinking the Kool-Aid themselves, then what are you left? What are people left with? You got corporate media, you know, blink, being sensational. And then you have independent media being sensational and put it pushing, uh, pushing speculation as if they're facts. So I, I found it interesting. Somebody sent this to me that since the, the, the report came out, suddenly the Young Turks and Jank, you know, suddenly they, they were never they never pushed that there was collusion. Suddenly that's the case where, where Jank says he never pushed the collusion theory. First, let's start with the facts. The Mueller report is in, and then Attorney General Barr has uh, now apparently said that it clears them of, of, of um, collusion uh, during the election. I am not surprised by that. Uh, I will explain. I have been explaining for years on the Young Turks now, literally years, if anyone cares to pay attention. Uh, and, uh, and, and then the second charge is obstruction of justice. Uh, and uh, he did not clear him on that. So uh, Mueller said that it was a close call, then he leaves it up to the Department of Justice. And now the Department of Justice is run by Barr, who uh, was a, is a Trump lackey. That's why he was picked and put into that role. And Barr immediately, without any further investigation, cleared the president uh, of obstruction of justice. So what do I think about obstruction of justice? Well, if I thought that there was no collusion before, during, or after the election, I would actually understand the attorney general's decision because he'd say, look, it looked like Trump was uh, covering it up uh, when he went on national TV and he said he fired James Comey uh, to make sure he didn't do the Russia investigation. And if there's no collusion, then I guess he wasn't covering it up. He's just being weird. So I, I would understand that. Uh, but apparently I have a unique take on this because the Democrats... And, and based on the reaction today on television as well, apparently really thought that the collusion happened directly during the election where Trump and, and the Russians were working together to steal the election from poor Hillary Clinton. So that has not been my contention uh, on the Young Turks. I definitely think there is collusion, so I want to be absolutely clear about that. Whew. Not been my contention on the Young Turks. Yeah, no. Not my contention. Never was. I, I actually, I saw another video where he said that he actually was saying that the collusion happened after the election, not during the election. You know. Tweet it out. Let me be clear, before we find out what's in Mueller report, my contention has been that the collusion was after the election. Hmm. So, you know. I guess videos like this proof Trump campaign colluded with Russia. So there's the collusion right there.
The question is, what's inside? We might find out in just a couple of weeks. So I conclude this report with tick, 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 tick. He definitely did it. Yeah. That video was in reference to uh, this story. Was there a connection between a Russian bank and the Trump campaign? And that story by The New Yorker was talking about a story, a, a possible connection during the campaign. But he never, never was pushing the collusion theory. No. And again, you're not going to believe me, but I'm being honest with you. I'm not, this, I'm not like, listen, if I wanted to take on Jank and the Young Turks, I, I would do it. There's plenty of other examples of segments they did that are a little loose on the facts and a pretty heavy on speculation and not very well researched. But to me, honestly, the, the biggest issue, I mean, Jenk, he, like, moving the goalposts is an understatement. He's not just moving the goalposts. He, he's not telling the truth, right? Like, it's, it's a fabrication that he did not uh, allege Trump and Trump's campaign colluded uh, with the Russian government. He, he did many times. Um, and by the way, just because he did, just because other people did, it doesn't make them like bad people. It doesn't mean they should like resign and be fired. You get things wrong. Sometimes as a journalist or a commentator, you know, your bias becomes too thick and it blinds you. There's nothing wrong with simply saying, listen, on this, I was, I was wrong. I wasn't skeptical enough. I wasn't cynical enough. Uh, I didn't do my homework enough. And you know what? It's a lesson, and I'm going to do better next time. I would say it if I was wildly wrong and engaged in speculation and, and Trump derangement syndrome. I think audiences actually appreciate a little humility, a little slice of humble pie. I do as a, as a consumer, you know, uh, of people that I like if they were wrong on something and just admitted it. It's when people, not just Jenk, but other media individuals and politicians, like, they can't ever acknowledge being wrong about something. That's an issue. Because that's a whole different psychological category as far as people who just refuse to acknowledge fault or being wrong or about anything. This isn't a small thing to be wrong about because my biggest issue, as I said in the beginning of this, and remember, smash the like button so more people could see this. My biggest issue is not so much that they were wrong about the Trump campaign colluding with Russia. And, and I keep saying, I want to see the report. Because it doesn't mean, just because there's no criminal charges of collusion, doesn't mean there wasn't unethical things that Trump or his campaign did. But my biggest complaint, particularly when you're talking about independent media, and, and frankly, if you want to know the truth, I mean, I had these conversations with them when I was there. When you focus so much on something that doesn't have facts to support it, segment after segment, show after show, hour after hour, you're not covering Flint. You're not covering Standing Rock. You're not covering East Chicago. You're not covering the mass shootings. You're not covering the water contamination. You're not covering the pipeline protests. You're not covering uh, the state and local level corruption. You're not covering what independent media exists for to show what's actually happening in America, to show what's actually happening in the world. 
Independent media is supposed to fill the void because corporate media is not going to cover these things. It's not in their business interest to do so. Which is why status coup exists. We exist to cover what's actually happening. We exist to show you the real America, not Sarah Palin's real America, like real America. It's, it's just not true what he's saying. It's disingenuous and it's, it's, moving, it's not just moving the goalposts, it's moving to an entirely different stadium. So, you yeah. know, that's the truth. And I don't really talk about the Young Turks uh, that much and I don't really focus on their coverage because there's more important things to do. But listen, if, if you're wrong, just admit you are wrong. Don't pretend otherwise. And I hope, not just the Young Turks, but other, because there were other uh, independent outlets that covered this a lot, obviously the corporate media. I hope, I don't, I, I don't expect them to, because honestly, at the end of the day, CNN, MSNBC, to a lesser degree, TYT, I mean, it's a business. So if you're getting clicks, if you're getting ratings, you know, that they're going to keep doing that. Uh, and that's unfortunate. Like, our model is actually not views. Our model is actually not necessarily getting a million views and making everything go viral. Of course, that's what we want to happen. And we believe if we keep doing what we're doing and keep covering the right stories, I'm about to play a clip in a little bit of one of my interviews at a homeless shelter in Seattle. We believe the clicks will come. We believe the views will come. But the reason we are trying to grow on membership, on membership, meaning you pay five to $10 a month or you pay $179 a year for us to do what we do to support us so we could have funding to go in the field, then we don't necessarily have to target everything to getting a million clicks or, or getting advertisers or you know getting corporate funding because we're funded by you. So it's not necessarily a matter of, oh God, we're not meeting our quota for how many clicks we have, for how much views we get or how much subscribers we get because we have the viewers and that's the most important thing. And that's how, um, that's how you should grow a media network. And that's 99% of the cable outlets, of the digital outlets, of the print outlets don't operate that way. Status quo does. We're not here only to get views, only to go viral. We believe those things will happen. Obviously, YouTube suppressing us has hurt us and hurt a lot of other independent channels. But listen, I don't think, uh, I don't think, I really truly believe that uh, Jenk believed this. I actually think Rachel Maddow believes it. Still, I never watch Rachel Maddow, but I will be watching her tonight because get your popcorn. I want to see what lunacy she comes up with to respond to the Mueller report's findings. Because you know, now she's going to say, well, maybe it was aliens that through, went through Trump's toupee and they colluded with the Russian government. So it wasn't Trump, it was the aliens through Trump that did it. I mean, come on. But that's the problem. Like, you know what? If you're wrong, just say you're wrong. Explain what you got wrong. It, you know, admit that you, don't, you didn't necessarily wear your skepticism hat the way you should have. You didn't do enough research. You kind of were wearing blinders because you hate Trump so much. And, and be done with it. Move on. So I hope, I hope uh, that's what we'll be hearing, but don't necessarily expect that.